How? And, uh, that will not be on anything. I should walk over and delete that from the thing now. I'm not going to put it on. Okay, good. You just lied to, to Jay. Yeah. Games, video games, video games, video games, video games. It's February 18th, 2009, and you're listening to the Citizen Kane 2 of podcasts. Now sponsored by Math Bastard. This is Idle Thumbs 19, and I'm Chris Remo. <laughs> and I'm Nick Brecken. I'm Jake Rodkin. And, and we're joined by our friend, the internet's Steve Gaynor. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a podcast, Steve guys. Steve Gaynor will be played by Nick Brecken when he's saying <laughs> hey. Uh, I'm, no, it's me. Oh, yeah. Hey, what's up? Oh, it's you. Hey, yeah, it it's not Nick. Uh, it's going pretty good. I'm glad to be back on the show, guys. Hey. Thanks. You're welcome. I think the last time you were here, you were a fake Nick, though, because Nick was dead. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was filling in for Nick while he was recovering, recuperating. Right. In the emergency room. Yeah. Yes. Nick's been all better for quite some time now. <laughs> that or you have been me this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> uh, anyway, it's, it's I heard, Idle Thumbs it's a good video game. Video game. We're talking about games. Yeah, video games. Uh, so nice. right. That's cool. Yeah. In fact, when Steve got over here, he uh, beat the other guys to the punch, and we played some sweet video games. Steve, Steve one... looked at the table, and the first thing that you saw, and you couldn't resist putting it into the Wii. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what? Sorry. Uh, was was a uh, a press kit from D three publisher featuring One Chanbara, uh, Samurai Bikini Zombie Squad. Well, there were two games. There was Samurai. <laughs> yeah. Samurai. Like, I'm not sure you can say the name of that game without like adding a question mark. <laughs> well, I yeah. think I think I, yeah, can do it, then he, I think I combined I the two names because yeah, there were two there was separate titles. Yeah. There's the Wii version and the 360 version. There's Bikini Zombie Slayers. Which and is the 360 version. Bikini right? Samurai Squad. Right. There's yeah. no zombies. They, well, there are a billion zombies. No, no. Bikini Zombie Slayers is... Oh, sorry. There is a It's the 360 one. I'm pretty sure. So, in any no, case... No, no, no. It's the Wii one. That's one oh, we really? played. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, in any case... No, uh, no, 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 no one listening will remember any of what we just it said. It doesn't matter. So. We went online, basically. Yeah. I, I, I figured, since I was here and had nothing better to do, uh, we, we should play it. Uh, but we had to pick which, so we went on Metacritic to see which got the better <laughs> ranking. And uh, Surprisingly, the difference was huge. Yeah, but the thing is, the difference in how many places had reviewed it was also pretty huge. Like, there were two Wii reviews, and the Wii average was a 69, surprisingly. Uh, sort of, and then yeah, the 360 was like a 30, 30 Oh yeah, yeah, mm. like a thirty-eight. Uh, so we played the Wii version, and it felt like it also should have had a thirty-eight. <laughs> uh, was, apparently, there are basically two main inputs in that game. One of them includes, one of them is you swing your sword, and that's you shake the Wii remote. The other one is you kick, and that's you shake the nunchuck. Or if you so have, you can imagine what kind of fun exercise. If you this have game two becomes. swords, though, isn't it one one thing shakes one sword, and one shaking. The other makes sword. the other sword go. Yeah. So oh, that's, okay. That's so the, that is, that's the that's kicking is advanced yeah. mode. <laughs> no, it it was definitely uh, <laughs> pro mode. It, it was definitely just hold down the Z button to lock onto things, and then Shake randomly wiggle <laughs> yeah. both things in your hands f forever until it dies, and then lock onto something else. Yeah, sweet. 
There's a, <laughs> there's a co-op mode that basically consists of like standing in sort of a 20-foot diameter circle. Should we explain just killing lots of zombies? You're, you're sort of anime girls in bikinis with swords. Yeah. And that's, that's I guess, and all you need to know. That's the yeah. title pretty much says it all. I mean, yeah. But that's what, really that's what you are. It's, it's, yeah. 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 But uh, Th there is a sweet, innovative feature that allows you to change the color of the blood to like half a dozen different <laughs> things. Yeah. Including gold, white, purple, green, maybe something else. Uh, there was default, which is red. Yeah. <laughs> In Japan, actually, the correct term for red is default. So that was a, <laughs> a, a, a properly localized. Thing, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. well done. Uh, yeah, the, no. gold, the gold blood is more transparent than gold. Let's just say that, <laughs> and also let's say that it splashes up onto the screen <laughs> and, and runs off. And sort of okay. runs off. It, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. You just get lots of pee on your screen. Yes, you do. Sweet. I, I wonder if that's on the both only... sides of the screen. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I wonder One if that was because of me. I mean, yeah. I thought that was okay. Man, we've played two Wii games, you and I, Chris. A couple days that have both <laughs> featured uh, zombies and bright yellow urine. That's actually true. That's a good point. Oh, the wow. other one was a much better game than this one. Yes, by uh, far. We Are played we actually. Overkill? Yeah, we played all the way through the entire campaign. Well, the entire initial campaign of House of the Dead Overkill, which is there like a second quest. Well, there's like a director's cut mode that opens up additional options. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but like, it's, it's for, cool. from what I read online. Yeah, you you go through the campaign once, which takes a few hours, and then director's cut has like branching paths and yeah. uh, you know new power ups and stuff added. I think additional enemies and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a sweet light gun shooter. Yeah, it's made by Headstrong Games. Is that the developer? Yeah. 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 Mm. And published by Sega. And uh, it seems like a really self-aware House of the Dead game. Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely. is. It's yeah. but it, it's not just sort of like amorphous self-aware House of the Dead just based on House of the Dead. They pulled right. in like the Grindhouse by way of that Tarantino Grindhouse guess, movie yeah. uh, right. style. Yeah. So it's it was, like seventies yeah. film grain. You know, sort of the very cheesy. Uh, title credits and everything that are based on those super low budget 70s films right. and then uh just ultra gratuitous <laughs> story like cutscenes in between yeah. where they yeah, just the... they just say fuck and motherfucker constantly and yeah, pretty much all the time you said it had that sort of extremely successful like half-ass but yet funkalicious yeah soundtrack the soundtrack was well. one of my absolute favorite parts they did with with a couple i think missteps only very few the soundtrack was just completely awesome badass like sort of <laughs> Like seventies funk music of that weird sort of low budget film type that sounds like the whole band that was playing it was just totally laid back and possibly smoking pot. Like <laughs> just a little bit too kind of relaxed to actually like right. play yeah, something yeah, yeah. up tempo, but it like just sort of I love the compliment of that to just like nonstop high action yeah. fucking blood spattering all the time. Yeah. That sort of it was, juxtaposed with yeah. the sort of low groove of of sort of It was the same juxtaposition in Interstate 76, we yeah, had same that, that yeah, pretty yeah, much yeah, that yeah. same yeah. Uh, soundtrack yeah. juxtaposed with blowing up cars. With <laughs> right. right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it was really effective. And it's a it's just a fun game. I mean, yeah. they did a really they there were a couple levels I thought were I mean we played the whole thing in co op and there were a couple levels I thought weren't didn't seem very tuned for co op because they were very tunnel oriented and very much focused on the center of the screen. But most of the levels do a really good job at giving you, you know, plenty of zombies on both sides of the screens and yeah. enough I stuff mean, to like keep yeah, you. Yeah, it, it was just it was just really well designed yeah, light gun quite good. levels, you know, like you you don't really I mean it, it is light gun game level design is sort of a rare field to even consider, but uh, people yeah. are good at it, and a lot yeah. of it's been done. Well, I mean, and, and it I can think, be done badly. Yeah, and I think even within that game, you can see a spectrum, and like yeah. it definitely trended towards the better side of it. Like it yeah. was, 
really fun for most of it. Like, I mean, I've played a few Lycon games on the Wii, and most of them, like, as games are pretty shitty. I mean, like, most of them just don't have tons of effort put into that the design side of it. You can just tell. And yeah. This one, I thought, was really fun for almost the whole thing. I mean, yeah. it was a blast. There was, yeah, there was, there was this, uh, this kind of... I don't know, phenomenon, whatever that uh, Chris and I were discussing a, a little earlier in the week where when you play a lot of games, you tend to play a lot of games that have like some kind of really clear flaw with them. Like you're playing a game, yeah. you're like, oh man, they fucked up this part of it or this could be a good game, but this sucks or whatever. And it's really nice when you play a game that it may not be like super ambitious or uh, gigantic or amazing or mind-blowing, but right. they just did it right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, oh, yeah. there's nothing wrong with this game. It's just right. fun and they didn't fuck it up. And that was totally how I felt about uh, House of the Dead Overkill. It was yeah. just well executed, right. you know. That, that That's, I think that probably, um, and this has certainly happened like many times, I think in sort of me and probably all the rest of us uh, giving you. our opinions about games on this podcast. Like with sometimes people don't necessarily understand where we're coming from. Like usually when I think about games, it's relative to other games of a similar type or whatever, as opposed to relative to all games overall. So I think a lot of gamers come at it like the production values of this game are crazy. So that's already a one up against other games, like just because that in itself is one element of the game. And sort of when you like, I, I don't know, I, I think it's a lot easier to sort of just look at it like, I don't know. I'm playing a light gun game. I've played other light gun games. If I'm looking for that experience, I want it to be good within that sphere. Yeah. Like, I don't, don't, doesn't so much don't, matter. You don't expect it's... it to compete with how sweet Gears of War looks right, or something. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, that's just not, it doesn't come into my, my brain yeah. so much. And like. I was I was actually impressed. I mean, sp speaking of things that had no real right to be good, especially coming out, coming out of the House of the Dead uh, lineage, <laughs> I was surprised yeah. by how self-aware and fucked up like all the story stuff was like yeah. there's a lot of dialogue and relatively long i mean a, a solid number of cutscenes and stuff and they were overall kind you know they kind of wore on you after a while because they were super over the top but the writer just totally went for it and there was a lot of just really twisted weird just sort of like semi-legitimately shocking stuff like yeah. weird well, fucked were, up like insult incest there some, stuff there and were some crazy moments yeah, like, that were that, that i was like yeah. holy shit they shipped this and if, if the press yeah. at large sort of had seen videos of some of this shit like this game would have been plastered all over you know technology sections and shit of you know major yeah. websites with the intent to yeah, uh, shocking. Sensationalize the well, shit out of right. it. Yeah, because yeah. like I mean, full frontal GTA nudity. Has, <laughs> yeah, do, do, there, there was zero nudity yet, in the I'm, game, but uh, but in there, this game, but, yeah. yeah, in in House of the Dead Overkill, but there was just a lot of. Well, there were naked mutants. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> what do you mean? What about there the very were? end? Oh well, yeah, I guess I that's mean, true. Spoiler. That is true. That is <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah, there was gigantic mutated nudity. That yeah. is true. Uh, I, I mean, do you think that the fact that. But the game sort of wraps itself in the presentation of of like weird seventies exploitation cinema helps them get away with some of that stuff. Part of it's probably just that it's it's the game is I mean, also fairly under the radar yeah. generally. You know, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, the, I think that was the impetus for it. Like they were trying to be as shocking and yeah. and exploitative as they could yeah. to to emphasize the whole grindhouse thing. I mean, and, I, I, and it is totally just like completely politically incorrect. Yeah. Sort sort of like very deliberately, flagrantly, <laughs> yeah, just, unceasingly, just, yeah, uh, in in sort of surprising ways. Yeah, uh, that I, I I respected just in the fact that they they went for <laughs> yeah. it and they didn't hold back at all. There, there I, does seem to. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I just I'd, I'd be curious to know sort of the story behind that because the like light gun games, especially stuff like House of the Dead, especially that one, like a game, all light gun games are generally just complete 
like pep. So it's, <laughs> as far yeah. as like the story goes, right? Just well, well, the story is bullshit the in every way. And the but... ga- like the gameplay, you're, it's a light gun game. Yeah. I mean, whatever. They're no, they're but, fun but to I mean, play, but it's just it's yeah. like. The, the story in this is good because it's totally aware of like right, this, this story isn't owning up to anything we can just be but i mean absurd it's it, it, it's kind of brilliant and that's like I, i'd be curious just to well, hear someone say oh and this is we you know I yeah mean, it's, I, I think that there is uh, a a sort of <laughs> weird small but present trend on the Wii where because sim, like almost simply because the system has such a strong reputation at this point for being the family system the system for sort of older people the system right. for younger people everyone who's not the sort of 18 to 34 male audience because of that there's this weird other sort of like counterbalance trend of games that are just like this is the most fucking bloody hardcore it's, the Sega I guess, I guess it's all Sega seen, too, but I mean what I'm talking is about weird. is like is well, like, there's no more heroes which well, tried yeah. to be that to an extent yeah. there's Mad World which is also Sega yeah, yeah. yeah. there's like a combo I, I mean just and... though that like House of the Dead Time Crisis Area 51 these are already games where all you do is a guy pops up and they get blown away and blood <laughs> right. splatters everywhere so it's yeah. like okay we're gonna take that and like that's the best match you could probably come up with in terms of games for just like exploitative insanity and I think it's a cool Oh, I see what yeah. you're saying. Like just, probably a lot of it has to do with that in an arcade you you are somewhat reserved in your willingness to just throw that kind oh, of right. shit it's on just, like it's just it's just yeah. the the core concept of turning a house of the dead game into like just dressing it up as an actual right. exploitation film is just really yeah it's my favorite no, it's thing. True, yeah. no i, I no, think it's i think it's brilliant and i think they did a really good job of of nailing the presentation they're going for yeah, too. it's, all, I, it's I also did... the sort of thing that would only come from a western studio reimagining that series i think mm-hmm. yeah that's true it's, I, it's actually a british studio which makes yeah. it a little bit more hilarious <laughs> yeah. because you know it's it's american characters whatever and the, else, the, but... the uk and likes that apparently yeah, gta i mean they, they yeah. the british are all all about sort of reflecting yeah. but, weird but, classic but american like, tropes through yeah. video games but, but i mean much like gta uh there were at least there was one or two spots where i noticed sort of like britishisms in in like the, some of the names uh no no just oh, like okay. there was there was some line that the guy said that was a little bit like too proper <laughs> like <laughs> but the actual yeah. line was oh, i can't even remember what it was but i was like that didn't get filtered through american voice before right. the guy went into the recording studio and there's a couple of things like that in uh, gta like primarily i'll see it in like the uh, tutorial text and stuff that mm-hmm. pops up in gta It'll it'll say like whilst. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> there you go. Why is he telling me to pop into a shop? <laughs> yeah, I, I will say that occasionally, and uh, this uh, there were occasional moments in the game where I felt the the sort of just overt, over the top nature of the story got a little too into itself for its own good, like a little a little too much that it was just sort of all right. I fucking get it already. Yeah. It it, but, it got a, it got a little old after a while. Just like yeah. the 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 carpet f-bombing yeah that was, got a little what was pretty much. i mean it, I mean, it was it was just not effective as after someone a who produces the out of thumb podcast i don't know how, how many that's pretty good i don't know if we have a leg to stand on when criticizing no. someone for too much penny but i agree well but like I I, literally yeah. probably there was like one f-bomb per every 10 seconds or more or, in some cutscenes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well yeah. i mean just averaged out average out i've watched that game, youtube yeah. video yeah. yeah uh and and yeah. including little uh exclamations during gameplay and stuff yeah um anyway <laughs> oh, oh, I, I meant i meant just specifically during the cutscenes. like yeah. i'm sure there wasn't an f-bomb per 10 seconds of the like four <laughs> hours we played <laughs> fuck but but of the oh, probably fuck. 15 20 minutes of cutscenes <laughs> that we watched there. yeah but yeah anyway we Hilarity. should go back and play some more on the new game plus mode yeah i'm curious to see how that how that plays out yeah 
I'm glad I got that game. Yeah. What what else what else you guys been playing? Um I want to quickly because I only spent like a minute on this last week. Oh, I don't think you're going to talk what? Burnout Paradise PC? Oh, oh go uh, for it. Uh <laughs> Man, Steve, not into it's, it. It's uh, fine if you talk about Burnout, Burnout Paradise PC. I think you've talked about it the last two podcasts. No, I mean, it wasn't even out for every podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's been out for a year. Jesus Christ. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> what do you have to say about I tried Burnout to buy Paradise that the other day. PC? It's not on Steam yet. I, maybe no, it's not. Yeah. yeah, that also made me not buy it immediately. Yeah. Which makes me a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chris, Chris oh, actually went <laughs> out to a store to buy a physical copy. To avoid having to use EA's uh, yeah. download service. Yeah. Yep. Mm. I don't know. Just, I don't want to use it. <laughs> EA's <laughs> download service? Oh, man. I probably shouldn't actually talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Why not? Because they... Mm. What? <laughs> What's wrong? It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Jake is afraid to talk about it because it's too good. No. Uh, EA uses a very similar infrastructure to one that, that my employer used for a while, and we no longer use it for many reasons that are similar to why people don't use the EA service. Mm, okay. Yeah. I, I've never used it just because... Uh, Pay $3 to get uh, your your download insured for an additional 90 days. Oh, yeah, so I know. The link God. you buy won't disappear. Anyway, you were playing Burnout Paradise yeah. on the no, PC? I just, yeah, I just wanted to uh, talk briefly about this game, and you guys feel free to, to uh, give me hints when I'm going to too long. To shut you down. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's... I'll just start throwing these business cards in your face if you, <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> if you talk too long. No, no anyway. I wanted to say one cool thing that, as far as I can tell, wasn't in the 360 version that I played when it came out, and I don't, I don't really, I, I don't know if they added this because of feedback or just because they thought of it later. But um, when I played on 360, they had a, a big selection of classical music. Because I mean, the game comes with you know the fucking EA tracks stuff where yeah. it's just a bunch of just amazingly insufferable shit like maybe occasionally a good yeah. song sneaks in there on accident but like you know pretty much it's stuff that at least i don't want to be listening that was actually to I don't... the programmer accidentally left it on it was their mp3s <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh it's just you know coupled with fucking obnoxious asshole dj mcgee there you know <laughs> dj right. mcgee and uh but they also they had like you know, a dozen or, or maybe even more than that, 20, I don't know, a whole bunch of like cool classical tracks that only ever played during the like a track screen when you just leave the game going. Mm. And it irritated me because when I went into the menu and tried to turn those on just to have those be the thing that played, because I prefer that to most of the bullshit they include as the real soundtrack, it wouldn't let you do it. But on the PC version, you can actually, those are just counted as normal tracks that you can enable or disable along with everything else. And so I went through and I just turned off everything that wasn't like the classical tracks and it, it makes for this like really interesting fairly different uh not you know you've upped, you've upped but, the majesty of all interactions yeah, it's, yeah. it's really cool i mean so, <laughs> and so, the whiteness uh, sometimes it, it just doesn't <laughs> <laughs> i don't know sometimes sometimes it's it uh is is less fitting but there are times when you just get these amazing awesome moments of of just really effective pairing of situations and music <clears throat> uh, which which happens with other types of music too but i just you know right so this is your the, entire the burnout one. experience is now that gta3 trailer <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking of that as well yeah. yeah you you ramp over a camera that's looking up at you and an opera sound plays. right, right. <laughs> i mean moments Just like that happen ringtone. and it's cool especially because you know the the burnout games do like a lot of the ea sort of extreme sport type things do they do the thing where it goes into sort of slow-mo and then it has the camera in the sort of extreme style and then they'll put <laughs> filters on the music right. to sort of wash it out yeah. and, and take away the bass or whatever mm -hmm. and and uh it, 
change the frequency and so forth. And uh, there's just some really cool stuff. Like I, there was one race when I was I was less than a mile away from the from the finish line and I was in third place or something and I was just really really slowly and steadily uh catching up on the guys in front of me and it was sort of just a slow burn like I couldn't do anything just immediately and there was uh Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata in the background and it was just at the part when it's just slowly in like a minor key and just ramping up and just getting like more and more intense and it was just like one of the most mind-blowingly crazy experiences i had as i was just slowly like overtaking these guys and winning and then as i like finally overtake them right as the as the finish line comes in it was just one of the the most like amazing epic That's like awesome, awesome right. convergences that i that yeah. i could have had there have been some really cool that would have, that like would have that. been a sort of poignant moment in a racing film would have used that exact same score. <laughs> right yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly Time like a certain way. type of director yeah it was That's awesome there, there have been a bunch of moments like that like another really good one is uh uh Gounod's ave maria and then also weirdly enough uh one of the songs from the Nutcracker Suite by Tchaikovsky, like a lot of it's goofy sounding and then it goes into, I mean, I'm sure most people have heard that at one point or the other. And at one point it just goes into this really awesome sinister section that fits very well with just a lot of uh, types of vehicular scenarios that are violence. likely to, what? Vehicular violence. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just Car an interesting checking. experience. I'm glad That's that cool, they added yeah. that in there because it, it just, it's cool that they bothered to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I guess someone figured, hey, maybe someone actually might it's like this music. Instead, like, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like they, they forgot to, like... to add the flag right. to yeah. those yeah. that makes them not selectable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I mean, maybe maybe it was patched into the 360 version. It could have been. I haven't gone back and checked. But yeah, it was. It's it was appreciated by me, if no one else. <laughs> and maybe now one of you <laughs> listeners now yeah. with class, right? Motorcycles <laughs> and the more requested feature, you can listen to the classical music in game. Yeah, it's a. I tried the motorcycles and it's I can't fucking do it. It's so yeah. hard. I crashed eight thousand times. This is motorcycles is making me think I want to play the new GTA Four DLC. Oh uh, yeah, it's yeah. All about None of us have played that yet. But no. well, I mean, it, it came out while we were at work today, yeah, and then I we know. came straight here and recorded a pod. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, from what I've read, they they tuned the handling on motorcycles a lot more just oh, to make right. them more maneuverable and kind of stable. So well, and there's a penis. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, it was just a peanut dick in that game. Yeah, huh. I heard about it. No, I, I guess I, not I, really. I read on I read on the internet news. that yeah, they show some guys balls. Sweet in GTA Four, the Lost Sold. and the Damned. It's yeah, and with, that's his you, guy's name. Those are his names for his testicles. <laughs> what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that would be the best thing to see in a box art thread. It would be the worst thing to see. <laughs> But also, oh, someone God. actually executing that would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the most horrible <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Never mind. Oh, that's horrible. That's way that more horrible, horrible than I thought you Get were ready. Uh, Get I knew, ready. I knew. I understood. All right. Uh, but but yeah, something... No, what, do you, what did you think? I'm not going to explain. Something my coworker was telling me was... Uh, was that they they added or I hadn't read this yet and he read it in a preview that they added a multiplayer like motorcycle race mode chopper versus chopper is that what you're talking about I don't know but there's uh, one where, there's one where you're in a helicopter and then there's another oh. player in a, on a motorcycle oh, that, that's that's pretty sweet but yeah. that no that wasn't it it was um oh. it's basically it's like based on road rash uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah right it, where yeah. where you're on a motorcycle race but you have like baseball bats and tire irons that you can knock the other guys off their bikes with uh which is pretty sweet sounds and like full throttle sweet. yeah. Full throttle or road rash. Good version. <laughs> uh, Full throttle is awesome, but that part wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you didn't think that? I didn't mind that part. That was part. so good that it had a document like, skip easy. button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. but, uh, but yeah, um, 
And so I haven't been able to track it down. I haven't played it yet, but I really hope that you can just do that in the normal single player campaign. So I can just oh, have yeah. a baseball bat and drive past <laughs> some lady on a sidewalk and just <laughs> <laughs> tag her and keep driving. They've also added <laughs> mailboxes to the game. <laughs> <laughs> and newspapers you can throw. It's brilliant. <laughs> oh my god. That would be amazing. Well, and I'll a Grim you. Reaper that chases you. <laughs> what? <Why? laughs> That's actually surprising that GTA hasn't put in a paper route. Yeah, that's true. That would Bully be, did. That would be great. Bully did. Had bikes. Bully did. Fine. Fuck you. Fuck you. Bully they're, did. Was it Paperboy? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, they, no. they they gave you waypoints like a race that you had to follow, and then you would throw papers at mailboxes that were on the way. That's cool. pretty good. I approve. Sweet. Yeah, Bully was a good great job. game. Did any? Did you guys never play Bully? Or no, did you just not no. play it that far. I heard far? it was good, and I haven't played it. It's incredibly good. I, I thought it, it's it it's just like one of those really great. Uh, end of the console generation kind of things where they mm -hmm. they had a really solid engine and they exploited it as much as the hardware could handle like the graphics are really nice i like the game a lot we're gonna be seeing some of those in the <laughs> sorry let's take a break and that's the break yeah <laughs> <laughs> just cut that out why would you do that <laughs> sorry video game is inferno featuring dante phoenix i mean that wasn't far off like did you guys see the quote that was also i guess from that same article we talked about last week that describes dante as like a six foot muscular knight with magic powers. I saw some yeah. kind of statue. Well, yeah, yeah, there was a picture. Yeah. There's yeah, a picture from, shit, right? uh, from the toy yeah. fair. It's, yeah. it's it's a ripped guy with red like PVC wraps around his arms and a mm -hmm. and like a, King Arthur uh, yeah, chainmail helm. Yeah. Right. helm. Right, thing. but it still and, has the the the, the laurel leaf like wreath that dante has when like depicted in yeah. classical art and, and, and but then, it's made of like steel and, and then <laughs> yeah and then no shirt totally ripped but he has a cross like, like flayed yeah, out of his flesh yeah yeah uh that's bleeding yeah yeah so buy that toy and also <laughs> also he's one of those classic dudes who apparently i think might actually have more muscles than real humans do like <laughs> i think they invented muscles to put on this guy's like upper body <laughs> I, I mean, I could be wrong, but that's that's my yeah. impression. Yeah, he's he looks fucking hardcore. Also, no, it, uh, it, it like sadly, it reminded me of one of those early phase uh, concept drawings of Kratos from God of War before they refined it and found an actual good <laughs> design for their protagonist. Because have you ever seen that shit? Like the, no. the behind the scenes shit in the. Uh, in in God of War, did I ever say Gears of War in that part? I meant to say God of War. We you said God of War. You said God okay, of War. good. Yeah. Uh, they they like if, if like it was good process. They had their concept guy just draw like hundreds and hundreds of different concepts for what Kratos might look like, and he went through all these different phases of what should our dude be, and mm -hmm. they finally settled on the one that shipped. Right. And uh, <laughs> surprisingly, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, I'm saying you know obviously, <laughs> but uh, but it went through a lot of iteration. And the Dante's Inferno guy reminds me of like kind of drawing six out of <laughs> hundreds and hundreds. Of... <laughs> oh, that's sad. <laughs> it, it's just it just looks kind of like a confused character design to me. I hope like, I yeah. do, does does he have the like sort of bondage arm wraps, or is he King Arthur, or <laughs> is he like during the, the loading the, screen, the mutilated like Hellraiser dude? Like, what is <laughs> right. he? Yeah. I hope yeah. Um, when the, during the loading screens, he'll whip out a parchment and sort of just start composing <laughs> uh, some verse, just to remind you of his roots. Every time you slam right. a crucifix into a zombie's head, it recites a line from the <laughs> Divine Comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna fuck up this this name, but someone on the uh, Aku Mifune or something on the NeoGaf uh, comment thread on our podcast said 
something to the effect of this game is about as appropriate as PopCap making a Peggle level based on the diary of Anne Frank, <laughs> which Jake followed up with a, an extremely well done rendition of the hypothetical Peggle's The Diary of Anne Frank. Yeah, so if you want to see PopCap presents Peggle The Diary of Anne Frank, uh, check out the NeoGAF thread for Idle Thumbs 18 and look at page 3. <laughs> <laughs> so that I, I will that. click those links, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> Play this goddamn game. Also, apparently the... Uh, I don't know. I, f I just feel like this game deserves ridicule a lot. Like every well, week on our podcast. I don't know. Hey, you know what would be a better thing to talk about? I just got finished playing through the first level of Flower on the PlayStation oh, yeah. 3. Oh, and, the uh, network. Yeah. And, and they call it the network. The, the network. <laughs> That's the what the kids call it. Apostrophe. Did you guys uh, see that Sandra Bullock movie, The Net? Yeah, I did. I saw it in theaters I saw it when recently, it came out actually. in like 1997. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny movie. Yeah. You, you guys actually see Hackers. What's great is like <laughs> well, there the are net, things the in that movie where... the inspiration for, for Flower. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What I love about that movie is that there are things in it now like where she's like picking... Just keeps going. <laughs> she's like picking like airline seats. And, and like you know like in yeah she orders and, a pizza as yeah well. like you're just supposed to be like holy shit man you could do that on the internet but like now it's <laughs> just like net. she's picking airline seats okay. you can pick a like, crazy avatar there's like and go two into minutes the of this shit yeah also, you can have you a show down at MacWorld Mozart's ghost the hottest <laughs> band, band on, on the, the internet. internet why do we both fuck this Jesus Christ so <laughs> Mozart. Mozart's ghost features that's like in the flower. sequel to Dante's Inferno <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah if anything he so, so sorry to 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 revert to a topic that we should have gotten done with uh <laughs> what, what dante's inferno most reminds me of is eternal sonata the fucking mm. generic anime mm. role-playing game that oh yeah takes place inside chopin's mind yeah right no yeah. fuck you it <laughs> like this is not what yeah, the inside of, a, of an 18th anything. century yeah. composer's well, head they, looks they, like they like it does not look like anime children in cosplay outfits <laughs> slapping slimes with fucking stabs or whatever goes on in that but goddamn I think game they i mean i with played like it. really low quality weird like documentary footage that like, yeah no they they actually yeah they, he also is remembering documentaries of his about life himself. yeah well it's yeah they, they do like powerpoint presentations or whatever about right, like exactly when yeah. when chopin that's a better way to like, put it compose something and then oh yeah go back to using your heel potion like <laughs> I, it's it's it, yeah that that was equally just sort of absurdly insulting to me like yeah. don't even don't name drop that when you're just making a generic anime rpg right yeah. don't name drop the divine comedy when you're making god of war meets dead space in hell right also <laughs> they're re i mean not that anyone else cares about this well, maybe some people do but they're that they're changing the entire like thrust of it in that the you i mean it's hilariously close to what jake hypothetically suggested its plot would be last week like his love of his life was like brutally murdered and mistakenly sent to hell for a crime she right. didn't commit and like he has to save her in the actual divine comedy beatrice was like in heaven and she was sort of the i don't know i guess sort of the representation of sort of the better side of mankind and like closeness to god mm -hmm. also she's in hell for some kind of yeah. like what it's like that even... robin williams movie what? Yeah. what? <laughs> oh, exactly. No, Robin Williams was actually based on What Dreams May Come, <laughs> starring yes. Robin Williams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I never saw that. They got, yeah. they, it's, they... I saw that movie in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. You guys saw the net. I saw What Dreams May Come. Yeah. Sweet. It was like watching a painting. <laughs> it's like flower. Hey, hey, right. you're oh, right. Yeah, speaking of that, uh, of flower. Yeah, no, I, I had heard a lot of you know is... hype, hype about the flower. A lot of, a lot of talking on the internet about flower. Uh, and it, it does seem sort of like blog bait. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> if there's something that you want to make bloggers talk about, just mm -hmm. stab at, you know, a games as art. Uh, and, and I was, 
uh not super excited about the concept or what i had seen of it before i played it but uh i just played it for about 10 minutes and i thought it was really nice and yeah. i liked playing through it and i wanted to continue playing it when the break ended so i but but, but, i know we had to record a cast um no it it I was a. I was skeptical of the six-axis controls yeah, because I've never I, met yeah. a six-axis that I liked. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but you the, never the, met the, the six-axis. The, <laughs> the the six-axis was actually really appropriate and really well tuned in Flower, yeah. and it worked just the way. Like I, I found myself forgetting that I was holding a controller and tilting it consciously, like which just, is always just, the best. Yeah, it's it's just the same way that I forget. You don't. It's like a language or whatever. You don't have to think about which buttons you're pressing mm -hmm. to play right. a game when you're really into it. And I felt the same way, where I was just sort of like the my the connection between my mind and what was happening on screen was just like I'm going to swing left, and it happened without really having to. It's like worry when you played it. Mario Kart as a kid, and you tried to take the SNES controller. <laughs> and like, <laughs> you guys didn't do that. I, uh, did. I yeah, didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, Chris. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't have a Nintendo, so you were for me kid. it was a rare enough occurrence <laughs> that I'd go to a friend's house and look like an idiot. Now I can do it for real on a real system for two of them, in fact. Nice. It's pretty it's vindication. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it, I thought it was nice, and it was pretty low key, and the presentation was really good, and everything. Uh, and what it made me think was just sort of like. I wish there were more games like this. Yeah, I think I think that's yeah, what usually and yeah, and the thing is, as not being into games like that. I mean, yeah, like, me too, actually. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, we were I mean, all. I think we were all like, <laughs> Steve's gonna think this is bullshit. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> but, uh, I, I didn't think it was bullshit. Like, it's not something that, like, in all likelihood, I would, if I were to own Flower, I don't have a PlayStation Three, uh, but if I had it i would probably play all the way through it and be like that was really nice and then not touch it again uh it's not yeah. the sort of thing i would be huge into like i didn't look for the stars in braid or whatever but i played all the way right. through it um but uh i the, i think the reason that i felt like i wish there were more games like this is because it is simple and small and well executed uh and the kind of thing that it seems like there could be a lot of without kind of clogging the market or just they doesn't right. seem like it's it's sort of like a prohibitively high investment game to have made mm -hmm. and there's been such a big deal about it made about it by people on the internet that like right. to talk about games because it is sort of an anomaly it's like oh right. something that is just about a, a tactile sensation of movement and a non-violent subject uh is a big deal and so i guess i i wish like there were more of these so it would be more of the norm like right. oh did you play this other game that is sort of in that same vein yeah it was nice and it's not something that we all have to go crazy over because it's <laughs> right, not right, like holy right. shit i didn't shoot a man in a video <laughs> yeah, game right. you no know? that's true what you say about the uh sort of clogging the blogosphere that was exactly i mean i think I, I voiced yeah <laughs> i think i voiced this to you like i i played through the whole game uh this weekend and, and really loved it and especially when i was right in the midst of playing it like really loved it a fucking lot and was sort of like maybe I should write something about this. And then as soon as I thought that, I'm like, no, no, yeah. no, I think I don't need to. <laughs> yeah, I think, be, I think yeah. if there's any game that doesn't need one more blog post, God. it'll inevitably be this one. Like I don't even think when I was thinking that there were a lot of posts right, about it. You yet, can just tell. But you can just tell. Yeah, yeah, I've already seen individual dudes who have written like three blog posts about it. Yeah. I've actually seen. A handful of people talk about how everyone's talking about this game. Yeah, see, I'm right. not as aware of that yet. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's it's already flipped an additional level to right. Yeah, you're about fine. this game. Like, Everybody's you know, talking about it, right? Yeah. Right. Or the posts of I don't want to write about this because everyone's writing about it. Yeah, <laughs> which <laughs> I didn't you know. say that, but yeah, like upon the internet. But um, oh, but I mean that is that was true. Kind of it's felt. a thing. Yeah. yeah, and but I I also um, uh, I don't know. There's I I forgot my train of thought now. 
Yeah. But, no, but know, I mean, well, I, I think that flower is something that games are are really uh, uniquely good at, you know, and seeing someone just do it, do do something like this well and in an unassuming way. Uh, it just seems like it should like this mode of game development should yeah. be kind yeah. of uh, whatever exploited more. Also, I, wait, sorry, wait. I, I, I cut Nick off. Though. Sorry, okay. I'm going to forget if I don't say this real Go quick. The, the reason that write I'm... yourself a fucking note. <laughs> whoa, whoa. This is the soothing conversation, yeah. Steve, full of beauty and flowers. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, I, uh, I, I will say I was... flowers at your funeral? In... <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> uh, what, murder Steve you? just turned into the wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I was... <laughs> in re... like, as I was playing this game, I was really glad in retrospect. I didn't pay any attention to the blogosphere with sort of in regard to flower because... I literally had not seen a single screenshot of this game, mm -hmm. had not seen any video of this game, didn't know anything about it. I didn't know it was coming out until yeah, that yeah. day at work when some coworkers were like, I'm going to go home and play Flower. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. I should also do that. So I did. And I was so, so pleased to have had absolutely zero information about this game because it made the experience so, I don't know. I mean, it was just better. It was like, sweet. I, I, it was a completely fresh experience. It's the kind of experience that, as Steve, you indicated, much of the draw comes from the fact that just by nature of what games the sort of what types of games are generally made it is unusual by way of its very subject matter and tone and so that combined with already knowing absolutely nothing about it at all literally nothing uh really enhanced it and just made it really cool and really awesome and surprising and like definitely put me on the path to wanting to write something about it and then i had to reel myself <laughs> back from that so yeah. um, but i really really enjoyed it i thought it was awesome anyway nick well, i was just gonna say it's 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 not really something that you could very easily be spoiled on either. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, you know, even just seeing like a screenshot of that game, you wouldn't really know. That's know. true. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? I, it, I, it's, I'd seen videos of flower, but then playing it actually is different than watching it. Yeah. Video. Yeah. It's, I, nice. I, I had seen more stuff and read about it before release, but it still felt it fresh like, when I first started. Yeah. It. So that happens a lot with downloadable games for me. I mean, they just sort of sneak under the radar, you know? I mean, they're just yeah. not, you know, just by nature, they're not, they're not highly publicized. And so the budget it's just is not as you, big, so there's not... You kind of yeah. discover it, and right. that's that's really cool about it. Them, is, but yeah, yeah. I, I, think that, I think that sensation with games is pretty rare for people like us right, that, yeah. that sort of follow exactly. stuff yeah. so closely. It's true. Because I, I have that experience more often with films, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah. It's, totally. it's, yeah, the, totally. it's the best context to see it's a film great. in, where oh, it's just like, oh, this is a movie about subject x and it's good yep. and yeah. you're like oh okay i'll go see that and then it's you know completely right. new experience you haven't seen trailer one two three web exclusive and <laughs> right. 18 promotional yeah. stills a month. exactly and, yeah i mean I, yeah. I i i wish that for me like noby noby boy could be something like that yeah. like i wish yeah. it would, <laughs> yeah, that i just here. like yeah. had no idea and i just started playing it and my mind would be blown <laughs> right. that's i think uh, it's still I, gonna be blown i'm pretty happy that i saw that that trailer with the tuba and the crazy giant robot that just keeps falling over no i mean i'm the I'm, best goddamn me, that I've seen that. Yeah, me too. But it would also. But if you be saw totally that in the different. game first, yeah, yeah, it would be totally right. different if you just. What, what's this gonna be? What? Well, that's actually what Katamari was for me, and probably for a lot of people. Is like I heard about yes. this crazy game where you roll yeah. stuff up. What yeah. do you mean? Oh my god, that, that's <laughs> right. what you mean? Holy shit! Yeah, I, yeah. The, I, uh, I think I had like read a review of it, and I had never seen it in motion or anything. Right, before you don't you don't understand and... quite what it is that you're about to be playing, yeah. even from the description yeah. of that game, and yeah. then. Yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow slash today, when you guys hear this, it will be announced that Kira Takahashi is giving a talk at GDC this year, and the the like abstract for the session is hilarious. It's uh, it's a Nobi Nobi Boy talk, and you you know usually if you look at a GDC session uh, description, it's something like this. You know, here this person who made this game will be talking about this subject um, by way of these examples. 
uh, and then they give a takeaway. This is for people who are interested in this. Um, you can expect to learn about these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. His entire description is like, Keita Takahashi will speak about Nobi Nobi Boy. Takeaway. Something refreshing about video games. <laughs> that's, it's, it's not word for word. That's incorrect. But like, that's basically yeah. what it is. It's like that's awesome. a two-sentence hilarious I made my, thing. I made my GDC guide blog post too early because <laughs> ah, right. that hadn't been announced yet. Yeah. Something uh, else I wanted to say about Flower was just you were talking about movies. Like, I, saw, I read a few reviews that were sort of criticizing the game because it was short. God, and I'm I just so kind of, I kind of want to shit all over that opinion Jesus right now because, <laughs> like, I just, man, you know, all right, it was, you know, it took me maybe like an hour and a half to play, and it was ten dollars, and it took me a little longer, but I like to fly around. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah a lot of like but when when I was playing the the first level just now, I found myself a number of times just kind of floating as high as I could in the air and just yeah, stopping. Right. And yeah, really that's actually the, the best part of the six ass, like the the vertical control. Yeah. It's completely unnecessary, but just the yeah. fact that you so can you do just, it is cool. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, but but anyway, so. Well, yeah, I just kind of want to like bring that up and be like, you know, it's yeah. kind of ridiculous. Well, what about and just, also the people complaining about it being ten dollars, not five dollars? Well, that's it's directly related. Screw They're, you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if it took five dollars, if it took well, if it took you an hour and a half to finish, like two fucking volcano that's a movie tacos. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. that's <laughs> a movie link. Then it's something that you know yeah. you own. Exactly. If it if it took you, it's yours. It's not even just seeing it in theater. Exactly. So I mean, yeah, a movie ticket's worth of entertainment. It's like equal. Sorry, well, just, I don't know. Yeah. That, that whole thing also, like, the price people say that they would pay for something on the internet is fucking bullshit. I'm sorry, you will pay for it. Also, <laughs> like, you're, yeah. like, it, make, it makes Jake no sense. Jake is having sad. a classic, like, wrestling with his own brain Sorry, it, make, it, yeah. makes, it makes me feel like a jerk for saying it, but I think, no, I yeah, think, that, no, I think that generally people are a little bit wrong. It's like, it's the same people who said... Oh, when the iPod was announced, like, this is going to fail because it's not 200 bucks. Or, like, right. when iTunes or Amazon started doing MP3s, and it's like, these should be 15 cents each. No one's going to pay any more. People will pay for it because it's a reasonable goddamn price. Yeah. Maybe not, not the people who are going to post and complain about yeah, it on know, the internet, just, but the, I don't know. The like, difference between $5 and $10 for a really nice game? Yeah. But on the other too, hand... They, yeah. Like, I'd pay, like, $5 for a flower, but if you had a gun, you know what I mean? Like... I don't know. It, it bums me out. It's just okay, like, yeah, I think just, if a friend told them, like, yeah, oh, well, this flower game is actually you, really cool, because I, I actually well, had that experience. I was talking to my friend, and I was like, you should try this game. He's like, yeah, I saw it. It's a flower. It's, you know, I mean, it's kind of expensive. Well, I was like, it's yeah. really cool, though. He's like, all right, I guess I'll buy it. That's also sort of... And, like, he's going to probably... It's cool. Yeah, well, like... Internet sounding chamber thing where someone looks at a screenshot or sees a video and game trailer and goes, huh, looks like a $5 game to me. Right. And then yeah. someone else is like, yeah, you're right. I think it does look like that. And then suddenly, like, <laughs> there's a whole thread right, of like, assholes. The, the horrible, like, Katamari <laughs> slash dung beetle ball of, like, that. It just, like, it gains mass and starts getting more people like, yeah, you're right. That is a $5 yeah. game. Sony, why isn't this $5? Like, whoa. <laughs> Our little focus group here has determined. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, fine. But, it's fine to have that opinion, but also. But also yeah, ma it's not. Maybe maybe ten dollars is actually not really that different in the grand scheme of your life. Yeah. And also, anyway, whatever. Anyway, yeah. we're just I going to like quickly wrap this now. up. Yeah. By oh, saying I mean, that the, 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 sorry. So uh, on, the, <laughs> I, I don't want to wrap it up. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't mind. That's I have no mean. intention of wrapping this up anytime <laughs> soon. Unwrap it. Yeah, I have an anecdote. I have <laughs> an anecdote still. I got, fucking bust got these shits huge, out. Man. Keep going. <laughs> well, I mean, just just speaking of people complaining about things being too expensive on the low end, I also do feel like on the opposite side of that scale, I wish games weren't so expensive. Oh yeah, that's, like, oh yeah, that's, like retail that's, games that's being totally like fifty true. or sixty dollars yeah. is 
something that's way more legitimate to complain yeah. about yeah, than that, a nice two-hour downloadable game being ten dollars. That yeah, stuff is actually completely. is actually yeah, games yeah. like retail games. I think are overpriced, but yeah, and I don't know what changes that. Like, I don't know why the status quo. I don't know. Like, I I I don't. I guess someone with good business sense has done the 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 research and it has shown that if they sold games for twenty or thirty dollars instead they wouldn't make I, up I, yeah. the sales in, in mass point, units so i think past a certain point the barrier to entry for a lot of people isn't the price it's more that it is video games like they probably determined that the audience to be had for this type of game the the triple a big budget game that you would charge 50 or 60 dollars for there aren't enough additional people to make up for that price drop right. i'm sure I is guess. what mm. they assume like i, past I, a I certain hope that'll point, change people over will time. pay that money anyway you i know, hope it changes, like, changes too but it probably won't if the games that continue being made all the time are the ones that are already made all yeah, the time. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I, also, I don't think that'll happen. There is a sort of, like, secret gameography of games that are in the 30 to $40 price range, but just not the AAA stuff. And that's yeah. it's not stuff largely that this generation, play, really. too. Just remember when the, when the PS3 and 360 were starting to come out? There were just news stories that were like, Microsoft announces that games are now $60 instead <laughs> yeah. of 40 to 50 It's like, <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, but on the other... I think it'll be 70 next time? <laughs> yeah. But on the other hand, back in the Super Nintendo days a lot of games were 60 or 70 dollars so you did want to wrap up flower oh I, I i thought we i thought you wanted to wrap up the price complaining i wanted to get a flower thought in there oh, oh i'm sorry that's okay um do you do, sorry i do in fact okay, I'm okay. Ta- talk about that, the flower no i just wanted to say one thing that was really cool in that game um mm. that i also liked about far cry 2 oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> oh, i mainly God. just wanted to get that reaction from you guys that was it well, there. there I mean, there, you have a point here. It's not a point. I yeah, just really. Like, I thought both of those. Yeah, I thought grass. those two games basically just have Swaying my. Plants. Have, only you could burn the grass. So, <laughs> if only you could burn it. If only there was, you know, explosive barrels. Yeah. And yeah, where's the offhand grenades in? Yeah. Flower? that's what I'm wondering. Um, no, I. Those two games have probably my favorite video game sunsets to date. Uh, like, and I mean that really. Like in Far Cry 2, like, yeah. I think a lot of people just don't care about this stuff in a shooter, which is totally fine. But one of the things I loved a lot about Far Cry 2 was just being in a place when I'm not necessarily in a fight at the certain at the time of day when it happens, and just watching the sun go down in real time and like. Flower, flower doesn't have the same real time thing two. going. Flower two is way more badass than flower. You got it <laughs> bigger, fucking, better, and more yeah. badass. But no, it's the got flowering. There's one level, and I think it's a pretty early <laughs> level, but it's just got like the most gorgeous, ah. awesome sunset that is just done yeah. so well with just the like the it's just like perfect. It's like the right amount of saturation and sort of um, like diffusion and just everything. Like it looks so gorgeous and it's so evocative of that time of day. Yeah. And most games don't have things like that in them. And I I like yes. that the the people on the art team of those two games took the time to make that so incredibly powerful and awesome because I in both of those games I, and. They're such different games, but in both of them, I really just enjoyed looking at that. I'm like, thank you for making this in a video game. Like, good <laughs> <Yeah>. job. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to say that because I was so impressed. Anyway. Yeah. I have something totally random to say. Sure. I, I told, I, I told also, my Also, I like that they both like kill <laughs> a lot of Africans. <laughs> what is this? Anyway, I, t- I told my mom to buy this game because I figured... She has know, a PS3? She has a PS3, yeah. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> How'd your mom well, get Well, she plays she has... games anyway. Really? Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow, you Wait a, a second. Crazy mom. Yeah, yeah let's talk about gamer moms. Yeah, she, your she mom plays like Metroid Prime and stuff. She's pretty cool. What? Wow. Yeah. You have so, a crazy mom. I just you, said yeah. that. 
Yeah, your, yeah. Your, your gamer mom bought a PS3? You have what, a crazy mom. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Fuck! Stop. Just, why don't you say what you were going to wait, say? Wait, anyway, I, I want well, to hear what up. kind of games your mom plays <laughs> oh. on the PS3. Why'd she buy it? Well, she just she just got it over Christmas, so... How many um, systems does she have? She has Little have? Big Planet. Oh, How Little many Big systems Planet. does she oh, have? Okay. Uh, <laughs> How many systems does she have? Well, she plays. She has that in the Wii. She has that in the Wii. Well, I mean, there's a difference between some. Your mom doesn't have the Wii. No, she <laughs> played Metroid Prime, so she has the Wii. Yeah. Oh, she, she has the Wii. Wii. No, she, no, has she said the Wii. she Jake was have. outraged by a mom not having <laughs> a Wii. Have... Yeah. I was just. It was a joke. So, so anyway, she's one of those people that bought Wii Fit. Anyway, you told her to get the flower. <laughs> not a gamer. Yeah. Not a gamer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I, I told her to buy that game, and the one thing I said was, you know, okay, it's really simple. You just move the controller and hold down the button. And then but... she was insulted. <laughs> That's probably, think. probably, but then she, she didn't realize that you can, like, let go of the button. So she was, she was like, yeah, I, I, control. I spent an hour playing the first level, and, I, and then I realized you can let go of the button and slow down. And well, so or like... you can use the trigger and only put it down halfway and go slower. Yeah, well, she was just hitting X, so she yeah, was just like speeding around, like a lot of people didn't loops. notice that though. I just wanted to, in oh. case anyone hasn't figured that out. Yeah, a lot of people have complained about there only being one speed. Yeah, every single button does the same thing. So if you hold down the analog stick or the trigger just partially, you go slower proportionally to that. So yeah. oh, the, the analog stick. That. Yeah, because every single, literally every single input on the controller, oh. except the start button and the PlayStation. I didn't know that's a stick to that. That's so cool. so you, yeah. so you can like kind of tilt it forward. To yeah, it's speed. really unintuitive huh. though, and it doesn't. It's impossible to do. Yeah, I, yeah. I just I gravitated toward using the triggers. The triggers, and right I think I that. was just sort of unconsciously going half speed with the yeah. analog thing. Yeah. Anyway. That's cool though. That's yeah, really that is awesome. cool. Way to go for your mom. Yeah. Being a cool mom, a totally sweet rad mom. Yeah. <laughs> She's, yeah. That's what I think about your mom anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, because she plays video games. Yeah. You know, they're and, actually, and I mean. I... <laughs> Sorry. Um, Their motions are being made. Yeah. There's a claw hand. I don't know uh, what I'm doing. Jake, Jake loves making weird, ambiguous faces and hand signs during this podcast, which just caused the rest of us to be Because if I confused. talk, I'll ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> or you'll ruin it. Anyway, what were you going to say, Nick? Uh... <laughs> I'm just gonna talk about good game, bad game. Does your mom play Far Cry too? <laughs> <laughs> oh snap! I remember when when we I first like talked segments. about about Dawn of War two. Uh, I was really, I just sort of really liked it off the bat, and I remember Nick was sort of um, not as into not as into it, and I remember he was like, I don't remember if this was on the air or off the air, but I, I remember at one point Nick, you were like, yeah, I don't really like this aspect and this aspect, and then you kind of recant and you're like, wait a second. I still want people to buy this game. What am I doing? Like, I'm, yeah, I, like, you feel like a big asshole, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but well, no, like, well, what's I, the what's the good stuff about Dawn of War? Oh man, well, I I played the uh, the the full game over the weekend, and I actually logged. You said you like, played like sixteen hours. Uh, Twenty two. Jesus, <laughs> it was kind of sad. <laughs> you were awake the whole time, and it was happy. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was kind of a. I mean, you were raving about it. Yeah, like, yeah, it is. It is surprisingly the single player. I mean, you portion. said it was possibly the best single player RTS mm. you've ever played. Yeah, it probably is. You also said that Jake is really awesome. <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't know. You were telling Nick what he said, so I thought that I'd join in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, he also told yeah. me that you were very awesome. <laughs> I'm so fucking cool. He sent me a, a a letter in the mail that said that. So yeah. he was really getting into it. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Yeah, I love you, Jake. <laughs> anyway. He fell in love with your characteristic faces and hand motions. <laughs> it was it's when so he saw adorable. you in the cop glasses. <laughs> Jake looks so uncomfortable now. This is great. Please uh, talk about, please talk about Don of War 2. Uh, Nick has yeah. wet dreams about you. <laughs> oh 
Yeah. <laughs> it is time. Golden blood is involved. Oh man, here are the cop glasses. They're being oh, donned. Jesus. So while, while Steve's putting those on, you can tell us. Uh, Steve is cosplaying as Jake at the moment. <laughs> those yeah. aren't nearly as, as good on you as they are on Jake. You're pulling it off. You're doing it. You're working them. I don't know about that. Anyway. Man, uh, this is getting really Nick. incestual. Okay. Um, <laughs> Wait, are we related? <laughs> Steve is my brother. Oh my God. Shocking revelations. I'm on Nick's the dad. Oh, <laughs> I'm your <laughs> wife. <laughs> we are in San Francisco. It's wow. true. All right, Nick. Sorry. Yeah. We're being horrible. So, yeah, Space Marines. Uh, <laughs> oh, versus the Tyranids? Yeah. <laughs> versus the Tyranids, yeah. Um, I mean, the thing I'll say about Dawn of War is that, I mean, it's just, I think people are going to be really surprised by the single-player component. It, it's it's just, it's shockingly, like, just unbelievably it's strong. It's, it's it's chocolate. Yeah. No, it's it's really good. What about um, it is good? Yeah. The, uh, well, I mean, what, do you it's think one that... of those games that you sort of... I guess Steve, you wouldn't like it. The way well, that, that, that's what I was going to ask. Do you think that as someone who is a non-RTS fan and has tried a number of RTSs and never gotten into them, would I like this campaign? But you're also not like a top-down action RPG fan or like any of the other influences the other going into this game. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even call it an RTS. And I mean, I, I spoke with, um, you know, Relic uh, last Johnny week. Ebert. And Johnny Everett Relic. And... He said, you know, I mean, it's we, we still call it an RTS, but I think they're saying that to sort of keep the fan base because honestly, I really don't. I honestly, <laughs> Now you're spoiling it not, all for them. Now well, I know, it. right. Well, I, I just, Secrets there's out. no way you can possibly call this an RTS. The still. single player, it's you mean? Not, yeah, the single the player. multiplayer, I would still call that for sure. Mm, it's tactical, but it's still, what else would you call it? It's it's That's more of an RTS than the single player, but the single player for sure is, is, is now like this hybrid thing yep. that is just completely not that. So explain. And it's great. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like... First of all, I mean, the thing to take away from it mainly is just the loot and the way that they've incorporated kind of Diablo uh, stuff into it. Um, right down, well, almost World of Warcraft in the way that you pick up right. items through levels and get rewards from missions that are, you know, green or blue colored, you know. I mean, it, it's like you're you're getting this loot. Well, all right. I, for a, a Warcraft fan, I don't know okay. what the hell I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. But you're, you're getting equipment yeah, that has different the same rated. thing. They're just different colors. Yeah. I mean, that's are they, not yeah, World of Warcraft because yeah. they're blue and green. Right. Well, it's just like it's, it, loot it, tables. Yeah, I mean, it is yeah. specifically, though, I mean, green is worse than blue, and that's exactly okay, what well, it's whatever. like in Warcraft. But anyway, um, yeah, there's that whole just, you know, getting loot component, which... Honestly, it, it works a lot better than I thought it would. I mean, it's incredibly addictive. Are there are um, there are there fat perps? <laughs> I haven't seen any purples. Like no. perpetrate? Oh, all right. <laughs> purples. Yeah. I get it. I was gonna say I'm going out to buy this thing tonight. So, <laughs> Steve is a huge WoW nerd. You wouldn't even believe. He's yeah. raiding every night. I totally played that game before. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I, I want to um, hear actual more things about this. Well, yeah, it, it game. feels it feels almost like uh, Diablo, where you're controlling, but it, instead of Diablo, you're controlling four squads. You know, like four Diablo characters at once in in that in that way. Like each squad has a you know specialty, like just like a mage or a warrior might, and you know you have to sort of manage all four at once. And you're picking up loot, and there's a branching mission structure with um, you know optional quests. And what? things, so, and there are so, bosses at the end of some levels. I mean, it's it, really so, so. It's almost like a like a like a squad based shooter. It is a squad based tactical thing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, not a shooter in the sense of like Gears of War, right, but right. I, I'm I'm thinking specifically of this sounds a whole lot like the original Syndicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, just man. kind of jag- that's an interesting comparison. Yeah, Jagged Alliance, what? maybe. I don't know. That's a oh, well, oh I, I mean, said it's an interesting. Comparison. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, 
That's an interesting touch. Isometric, yeah, right. four units. Yeah, it's not isometric, but yeah, top down. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you know, more three, you know, a three dimensional representation of what would in that time right, have right. been isometric. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah. Uh, somebody, I, I was talking to somebody recently about because that's um, one of my favorite games, and yeah. there are not very many games that are in that mode anymore, especially. Uh, that makes it sound interesting. I mean, the, the the thing that really makes it work is just the you know the tactical combat aspects. I mean, if it was just a straight RTS in Which the, like the Warcraft style, right? Uh, you know, and, and I mean, you know, Warcraft has sort of flirted with this before. If you played Frozen Throne, I guess there were um, sort of like RPG campaigns. Um, you guys like no idea what I'm talking about, but like Warcraft Three, there was a, there was an expansion pack for Warcraft Three. Yeah. There was an RPG I campaign. The that, original Warcraft Three. Yeah, well, this was completely different. But okay. Um, anyway, you uh, well, the, so so <laughs> so how does, how does the progression go? Is it is it anything? You start out. And, I mean, is it anything like the uh, that that one Dawn of War expansion where there were like different zones on a planet that you had to yep. take over? Yeah, it's, oh, like, so it's that. like that. There because, are there because are, there's another thing is that, is that Syndicate was just like that too. You had a yeah. world map with zones that you had to take over one by one Wait, by doing. Really? That's yeah. what Dawn of War 2... No, I know, but that's what Dawn of War 2 is like? Yeah, there are zones... I thought it was like there, a very there, linear... There are four planets, and each planet has several zones, and at any given time, you Can are... Can you choose to go where? Or... Yeah, at any time. Um, it wow. runs on that's a day cycle. I thought about this at all. There's a day cycle, what? and every every time you um, play a mission, it kills a day. You gotta be busting out more details like this. Yeah, well, every every time you play a mission, it, it kills a day, and uh -huh. some, of the, some of the missions are timed, so you have five days to complete this mission, or the Tyranids attack this zone and take it over and there's a little bar at the bottom that says tyranid infestation and gives you a meter yeah um and so yeah i mean if you the cool thing about it is if you attack i mean there are basically four mission types there's attack defend um uh just like a story mission and then um like a boss you know and so um a boss a boss a boss mission. it's a boss mission sweet it's pretty great pretty great yeah pretty um <laughs> <Cake>. <laughs> But what's cool is that, you know, I mean, the optional missions have rewards, and if you have three days to complete that, if you go and play a different mission, now then you have two days to complete that. Or if you try and complete that three-day mission and fail, you then have two more tries. So it, it sort of makes you consider, you know, which missions you're... It's like Pikmin. Which... Pikmin 1 with <laughs> yeah, the time yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of. Does it, does it have, like, an R&D component in the background? Like, you're you're researching new equipment and shit like that? You're not researching it. You're just sort of leveling up your dudes. And the cool Points. thing... Yeah. Right. You get you have, you know, uh, statistics, and then there's the gear component. I'm just and... I'm just trying to pull in more Syndicate comparisons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because no. in Syndicate or XCOM... Syndicate. In, in Syndicate and XCOM, there would be, like, while you were doing missions or just letting days tick by in the whatever kind of world map mm -hmm. uh mode you you would be researching new stuff to give your guys when you went into missions and stuff but right. it, it all i'm guessing i guess all of your gear and stuff is actually acquired in mission yeah. in Dawn of there's War no like research thing where, where it's you know you're crewing something over time um but yeah i mean it, it's just it, it's one of those games where you spend about 20 percent of the time just kind of you know trying to decide which mission to do or which gear you know which piece of gear to put on your guy or like what you know how to level your dude up and I mean, it's just great. It has this like other component to it, yeah. and then within a, a management level, basically. Yeah, yeah, and within yeah. which action, I think is great. Yeah, and um, yeah, it, it, it's just it's just really interesting. I mean, it's just it's it's incredibly addictive. So. That's cool. Have you completed the campaign yet? <laughs> no, and I played Jesus. it for twenty two hours. So wow, yeah, man, and it's it comes out on Thursday. Yes. Have you played co op yet? Uh, I played it, you know, for like two hours at an event, but not not my, with my... my sense. And you can tell me if you. I mean, I, you might not since you haven't played much of it, but. It seems like, and I might be assuming too much, but it seems like the co-op is basically just kind of added in there. Like, it seems like 
regular when you're controlling it regularly, you have about four you have units four, exactly. or so. Yeah. When it's co-op, they just split that up, and one person takes two of them. Correct. I mean, not that necessarily you need to do much more than that, but I mean, yeah. it does seem like it's sort of just. Yep. Well, or you can do this with a friend. I mean, what's which is fine. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I, I mean, the thing about it is when you four doesn't seem like a whole lot of units to be controlling at once, but there are so many abilities that you gain that you know it does become. I mean, there are a lot of strategies you can pull off. What about two? With, well, with two, I mean, you would basically. I mean, you can you can take out like enemy camps with just like one unit if you uh -huh. pull it. You know, if you do it correctly. Right. Um. And so with two, it just you know you basically just even. That this much is more a really micro. stupid question, I'm sure, but a unit still operates the same in multiplayer, right? Where it's permanently grouped. Uh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, so you couldn't flank a thing with one unit. No. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No, it I mean, sounds really interesting. I I would not like. Yeah, I wouldn't have been interested, but that that structure in the gameplay does make it, it sound really, really, yeah. uh, whatever, attractive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sexy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's 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 really good. I, mean, I can't wait. That's I'm cool. Forward to it. Is, is, that, is I mean, it's is it supposed to come out this week or what? Yeah, yeah it comes Thursday. out Thursday. Oh, okay. Cool. I'm heading to dice today, and then immediately after getting back, I'm yep. the one gonna the one, have that shit preloaded on Steam. So yeah. right when I get back, should play it on your laptop. That might not work. But I'll try it. <laughs> But do you not have a laptop that's good for... I have a laptop that was a good gaming laptop two years ago, but laptops are so much more depreciable when it comes to games than yeah, desktops are. I guess so. Like, I've had that thing overheat when playing Fallout 3, like, actually overheat, yeah. where it just gets scalding hot to the touch and then shuts down. Jeez. Didn't damage it or anything, but it was just, you know, Sweet. made it dumb. Anyway, this game looks seems awesome. I, no. Yeah, oh, sounds yeah, awesome. It's, it is awesome. Uh, in, in, <laughs> in a single-player campaign, do you, do you can you only play as the Space Marines? Yeah, and okay. you know, I mean, that's cool. I mean, I like when I I did play Dawn of War the first one, uh, and and I liked the Space Marines as as a faction. Yeah, I I you know, I mean, going into it <laughs> for I, the generic name, they're way less generic than pretty much every other video game Space Marine. Yeah, it's true. Ironically, yeah, yeah, the story's not as bad as I thought it would be. Well, the story's whatever. I just <laughs> yeah. I think the actual but, I mean, the, of, the, the, the actual background the, for yeah. the. Yeah. Like the sort of Space Marine organization yeah. itself, I find really interesting. Yeah. Although the actual plot that occurs is not yeah. ever interesting. I, my my favorite unit was the Dreadnoughts. They have yeah. cool fiction behind them because yeah. it's like yeah, it's it's actually, it's sarcophagus, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. it's like one of the the Emperor's devoted soldiers who all died or almost died on the battlefield and then wanted to continue yeah. fighting on. They're so in, they're he's like basically on life support. Yeah, on life yeah. support in a giant Walker mech that destroys yeah. guys. It's pretty yeah. rad. Yeah. So, so they can just serve the Emperor in perpetuity. Yeah. It's there, there really the dude is, that mean, you get like in the game, like the Dreadnought, you meet him like earlier in the, like you use him earlier and then he sort of becomes a Dreadnought after he dies. Yeah. So, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. It's, it's a huge dorky thing it's to completely say. But dorky, like, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I really think that when it comes to sci-fi settings with space marines in them the warhammer 40k <laughs> world like seriously is a billion times more interesting to me mm -hmm. than most like the whole imperium the space marines and all those like that whole weird pseudo religious fiction is just like it's just a lot more interesting than just sort of you're a space marine and you're part of the united blank federation and you're the more regular marines but in the future like i don't know yeah. it's just it's much more interesting to me than that cool. yeah and uh, it's one of the few times i actually care about a space marine also, so. as a callback to Fear 2, the uh, elite giant power armor, the one you ride in, looks just like a Dreadnought. Yeah. <laughs> really? I didn't really get that. It, it's big and blocky. It, it yeah. pretty much looks like it. All right. Sweet. And we'll take I that. noticed that, and it made me laugh. Cool. So you, you guys so want to do... Dawn of War 2, we endorse this shit. Want to do a quick read yeah. mail? Yeah, let's do that. We have like a billion questions this week. I want to hear uh, them. Send them to questions at idlethumbs.net, and we might read them. Questions at idlethumbs.net? Yeah. Questions? So, Where at? idlethumbs.net. Hmm. Steve Miller... <laughs> 
asks, as many have, where do you podcast from? Sounds like Ground Zero with all the sirens. <laughs> I haven't heard a podcast yet. Didn't sound like you were playing GTA in the background. Yep, uh, that's me, I li Chris. I live uh, on Market Street in San Francisco, which is the main street that bisects pretty much the entire city. Yeah, and so, whenever I'm not on the podcast, I'm sitting in the background playing GTA. Also, that happens, yeah. <laughs> Steve is just here. He hangs out. He's like the dude on the couch from yeah. Half Baked. Very, very um, Yeah, I mean, you're, you're on Market Street Steve and then Miller. also a block away from Van Ness, which is sort of the cross thoroughfare in the other direction, and also next to City Hall. So, right. so pretty much anything emergency with siren vehicles is pretty love much my here. street yeah. and intersection. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Anyway, he has a real question, too. He oh, says... I thought that was the only... Thing. He says, a friend of mine recently bought a PS3. He shelled out for three extra controllers. We're from the old school split-screen gaming, and we're heavily into that, into split-screen gaming, racing games, Bond 64, all that. Uh, since then, the only decent four-way split-screen experience we have found for PS3 is Call of Duty 4. In fact, very few games even support two-way split-screen these days, much less four-way. Uh, do you guys think that type of gaming is on the decline? I figure wow. it's inevitable, given the state of high-speed internet and all, but I think it's a bad development. I didn't, um, I didn't realize that COD 4 could do four-player split-screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Anyway, well, I, I guess I'll keep amazing, trying to get cool. my friends to play on the PC. Uh, one other side note about PS3 that isn't common knowledge... Um, even the hardware backwards compatible ones don't support more than one player split screen. Well, that sucks. That's interesting. We tried several old PS2 games, including GoldenEye PS2, and every time it would only recognize the first player in these games. Mm. I found that extremely lame. I no, like this podcast. That's Steve weird. I, have, I hadn't heard that mentioned. That's no, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I never heard about that, that at all. That's really strange. Yeah. I, I completely agree with this guy, though. What? Oh, just split screen? At all, yeah. yeah. Like I, was, I think Burnout Paradise doesn't have split screen. That's uh, on the console, which I was irritated yeah, that, by. Uh, I mean, it's a lot harder with the open world game where the two players yeah, just drive could... in opposite directions of the map well no but i just mean for events i mean just literally just for racing events and stuff like they added in a, a one screen hot seat multiplayer mode in the party pack where you just pass the controller and you take turns but... right but in a game where you have to drive around to get to instant stuff if you wanted to do split screen you'd have to have a completely separate infrastructure for loading those things up and stuff i mean yeah, that's true. But I, I, like, as someone who had a lot of fun playing past Burnout games, it was just a disappointing yeah, thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, not saying oh, it's good. Yeah, 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 I know. In fact, I remember Jake was over here uh, a couple weeks ago when we loaded up Killzone 2. That's right. We were, trying, we were, to, we were trying to find a split screen and we couldn't. Yeah, there was not even split screen multiplayer stuff. Which Yeah, which is strange to me. Like, yeah. uh, because why that's what people like to do. Yeah. yeah, I mean people. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure people like to do that. Yeah, I yeah, would never. Yeah. I would it's never like have gotten through the Halo campaign, the original Halo campaign, if I wasn't playing it split screen with a buddy. And yeah, it's actually, like, I think a lot of a lot of modern console gaming culture actually came from people playing Goldeneye, playing sure. Halo. Yeah. Uh, you know, Uniracers. <laughs> Classic. I mean, uh, yeah. It's I mean, always one of those things. Mario like, Kart. I mean, yeah, you yeah. Know. yeah. Couch gaming is way more like you have multiple people in the same place and you want to yeah. play at the same time. Yeah. To me, that is like a big part of of the advantage of consoles in my mind yeah. like i pre yep. most like single screen multiplayer stuff i just do on my pc but like yeah. when i i mean split screens of i think should still be a completely valid type of multiplayer yeah. gaming I, I was really happy to note that uh, Left 4 Dead on the 360 has split screen co-op. Yeah, even on the PC it. it does, which is amazing. Oh, it does? Yeah. 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 Really, oh, yeah. yeah, you can you just can put have, in you can two have, you 360 can have a, controllers, yeah, you can have, I guess. Or you can have or a, a keyboard or a guy keyboard. and 360 right. controller yeah. guy. No, that, I think that's I, that's great. Yeah, I, it's I guess, definitely something that people really want. I mean, every time yeah. you you know, every time I post a news post about you know this game announced it's a multiplayer game, the, immediately, yeah, you know, inevitably it it's like does it have split screen? You know, I mean, yeah. there, there's always several people. Yeah. Who are I like, think some of it might be, and I, 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 I doubt this is the predominant factor. Probably a lot of it just has to do with budget and time constraints and so forth. But and in some cases, design aspects like in, Par in Burnout Paradise. But probably to a certain extent, there's also a, in some cases, a reluctance to 
if you have a game that's intended to really be a graphical powerhouse and show off every fucking pixel shader, right, yeah. you don't necessarily want to worry about right, rendering two guys, separate. Ex- you're gonna have to draw this four times, <laughs> right? Or even go, twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, that, that, but we noted that in in Left 4 Dead was that when you played it split screen, like. <laughs> objects in the world will like fade out 20 feet away from you right. and a bunch of the textures were lower res and like right. that's but not I think the fucking a lot of point, developers you know? don't want like, exactly that's what i'm saying like it, it's something that you have to do and it yeah. will make your game look worse but right. people like to have a fun time yeah <laughs> right, i mean exactly like, yeah going back to goldeneye which is probably the first super huge split screen game release that i the shooter anyway yeah okay well it's, it's the one that i remember like i mean i played mario kart on the SNES. yeah okay that's 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 fair enough but just i i guess yeah okay fair enough fine but just that game is shit in four player split screen. Like in what terms game? Of, like Goldeneye. Goldeneye. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun terrible. to play, but yeah. the frame rate and the art just yeah, yeah, right, right. Right, right, the, right. Game, the game is fun. But uh <laughs> yeah. it, it like it's sort of actual presentation goes to all hell, but that didn't stop that game no, from just destroying lives. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean I think my expectation is that a lot of it is really just dependent on the specific engine that yeah, you choose to run your game on like i think there's some stuff that I, I i i don't know very much about the technical side of rendering but i'm expecting that some like lighting models and stuff it's just like render this twice are you fucking kidding me yeah. like no matter how especially stuff load... that's full screen like uh shaders and things that are yeah. done com- like separately from the actual 3d geometry that are just overlaid yeah like i mean as... my, I, I expect they can do that just on one half of the screen since it is yeah just but it's probably just requires more, yeah. figuring more shit it's, out it's it's yeah it's just fill rate like yeah. i i think some games there would be a lot bigger hurdles to drawing yeah. it twice than others, just depending on what your tech is. But yeah. So anyway, that yeah. sucks. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you guys making those games, you're dumb. I like uh, split screens. <laughs> Muscat writes, Hey guys, I know exactly what you mean about Quake Live being humbling. The exact same scenario happened to me after completely plastering the bot. Yeah, this is what I described. I jumped online and was immediately raped in every possible direction. Eventually, after enough rape, the system seemed to realize that I was... N- that I. I, in fact, was not a 10-year hardcore player with their graphics inexplicably castrated down into an array of colored blobs and shifted my skill ranking down a few notches. Now, after playing for some hours, I'm actually really impressed with the matchmaking system. Oh, that's cool. The matches I join are marked as skilled matches, are usually very close, and I hardly ever feel like I'm markedly better or worse than the other players on the server. An interesting thing about this game is that, in my experience, everyone playing is pretty casual and friendly. A lot of guys will idly chat during matches, and there has barely been any OMG WTF hacks barbecue your mom shit barbecue your mom oh my god <laughs> so it's like 1998 I, yeah i mean i, I mean like, it's like it's it's the dudes from night like they're they're like yeah. now 30 this, and they have well, children and they're just like hey yeah even even playing quake 3 at the time the the amount of sort of online assholery maybe it was because it was all through a text parser instead of through voice but it always yeah, it makes a big difference it always seems it does, like it's yeah. in good fun even if that guy yeah. might be like a seething hateful douche yes right but when yeah. it's like you fucking suck you're like oh man i imagine you laughing when saying that <laughs> right along with me yeah but, uh, yeah also in Lol. general though i mean i i yeah did i did i tell my red alert three story on this podcast yes, yes. i remember okay. hearing it so yeah i won't do that again but anyway <laughs> so yeah this guy goes on to say yeah, I mean, he has similar thoughts, I guess. He basically says, as stupid as it sounds, maybe playing the game in a browser rather than a traditional full-screen game window makes the experience more casual. Maybe it's mm. like about the context of the experience or even the way the actual playing of the game is framed. Open a web page, log on, close web page. But to me, it actually does feel different, and my observations of other players' behavior would, would seem to support that. Anyway, That's interesting. Yeah. And I had the same experience. I mean, I logged on and and got my ass raped a million times. And there were these two dudes with like 300 kills uh, each. Yeah. And then when one of them left, he's like, hey, man, anyway, that was cool. Like, uh, have a good night. I'll see you later. And the dude's like, yeah, man, good time. It was really, really cool yeah, and awesome. Yeah. 
Is that is that just free? You go to quakelive.com yeah, or something? Yeah. Um, I think it's... It, there's a, there's beta invites right now. Yeah. It's launching oh, pretty see. soon, too. But it's launching soon, yeah. That's cool. Um, actually, another guy wrote in about this, and we should probably address it. Because oh, yeah. A number of people... I forgot to print these out, but a number of people in the NeoGAF thread um, took issue, understandably, I guess, with our like just oh, yeah, we're ignorant pooping dorks. all over their face about turning down the um the gra the graphical elements in Quake Live to sort of reduce the game to its most fundamental really? geometry. Really? Exception with that? Like what? Well, because yeah. some of the people do that. Yeah. Because people love it. And they're they love I mean, to do it. They gave an interesting I thought uh, they like to see blocks. Just like well, reasoning for why Yeah, it sounded like it was kind of a professional gamer arms race. In what way? If everyone else has all their stuff turned all the way down because then it you know, I mean it Strips. I think it's less it's, of it's an arms race sort of... and more just there, this is a baseline. Like it's not so much I. This is more so on mine. It's that I know these are all the same, and this is essentially like it's not so much a frame rate thing, which no, is I not, think what not, you were saying. Well, that's yeah, what you were last saying time last I was week. About frame so rate, which, it's but, it's more just like what's the this this well no this makes the game literally just a completely abstract experience. Like they don't care that it's a sci-fi thing. It's literally oh. we are in an arena in the same sense a sports game is played. Like the football field is not meant to to symbolically depict some kind of place where you're pretending you're there and playing a game that represents something else. It's just like, it's just like playing Go or something. Literally, this is the geometry. Like, I'm playing this game in an arena. It exists purely because we are testing our skill against each other, which I think is a completely valid way to play that game. If you're at yeah. that level, then you don't give a shit about the right, fact I mean, that like, there's like lava well, yeah, here. For me, someone who sucks at Quake, even though I enjoy <laughs> it, the fact that the game is like, has areas that are brown and then there's a dude that's brown, I often don't end up seeing that guy because I'm retarded, but I'm sure that the people who who turn all that stuff off, either way, they would probably see me and rape me in three seconds. So, uh, like, is that's, I mean, yeah, I always thought that that was, that would further tip the balance of like, oh, well, you're basically seeing a game that's just orange with high poly bursts of a darker color that yeah. are moving around. And uh, for me, that would probably make me suck a little bit less because I can see things. Do you guys know, <laughs> like, in competitive gaming leagues, do, what's the baseline no settings? Because, I mean... Someone wants to write in and tell us. We yeah, can. I don't know. I, I would be interested to know if people actually, if that's... I mean, because I would assume that, you know, in a, in a competition, they would have some kind of, you know... I mean, everybody has to play this on this computer, right? I mean, you can't just bring your own monster computer, right? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, I know at QuakeCon, I went, I went to QuakeCon in 2001 because I did art uh, for a Quake 3 mod, uh, and I remember walking around the the BYOC area and being totally. That was the first time that I'd seen it. But the number right. of the number of machines that were like that was really high. Yeah. And uh, so I mean, it, it's a fairly standard thing. And yeah. I just I just suck too much to have ever. Yeah. I mean, set my machine up like that. I, I I never thought of it really the way they described it, but I I did sort of appreciate when they describe it that way. Like if that is purely how you think of the game, like literally just as an exercise in competition, yeah. which why not? Any, when anything ever is competitive and gets to that level, that's the only way anyone yeah. thinks about it. Like, no one gives two shits about the fiction if they're playing at that point. Yeah. I mean, but I, does I, it even I, make that much of a difference? I mean, it, now. It's just, I mean, I, I think, think that just, was our argument, right? I mean, at this point, like, Quake Live is so undemanding in terms I mean, of research. No, it's not uh, a frame rate yeah. issue. That's not the point. It's the, the point. I, I, I think that they're just reducing everything down the to the blocks. So Did they, you not get that? Huh? No, no, I got it. I'm just saying. I mean, the, the comparison not, made was nothing chess to do, versus battle chess. It has nothing to do with frame rate. Like, it's not a frame rate issue. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think. Why? I think the general feeling that's being described is like that all of the stuff that that is kind of piled on top of the the base forms that make up what's actually uh, relevant to how you're going to play the game is just sort of a distraction or unnecessary or whatever and it's like it like 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 Jake just said and I was going to make like, this do comparison you only play Star it, Wars checkers right because when you take that away it's, it's yeah like, I mean I, I, wow. I think it is sort of like having very clear abstract chess pieces versus yeah 
battle chess with a bunch of characters and animations and fiction and you know stuff to it i don't like those guys feel that the thing that makes quake 3 good is purely its mechanics and physics and weapon balance like that to them that is the thing that is that game like that's the thing they care about like they've just sort of gotten past seeing the model of the eyeball or whatever (laughs) yeah right Anyway, I thought that was a cool, elegant sort of explanation, and I'm fine with that. I'm not going to play the game that way ever, but it's cool that it's cool that there are <laughs> I people. I don't think like, I've ever even seen it that way, so I would be interested in just looking. I mean, at does it how actually? It looks when it's yeah, in that how? State. No, I mean, I, I guess I can't really imagine. Does it actually render guys as like hitboxes? I mean, like does it no, does it get that? Because I mean, no, if that it still was, uses the actual model, it's, well, then the I mean, like used, but it's it's you you it throws it, it takes all the textures down to basically a blob of their color, yeah. but the surfaces okay. are all still the same, so. I don't. I think I mean, it's less. I, th- I think it's yeah. Anyway, I mean, I guess I just couldn't imagine they would give you that much of an advantage. But anyway, it's not an advantage. It's that they're all doing that, so they're all just. I mean, it's just. I think it's just an equalization thing. It's just, it's just well, we're yeah. all seeing these as these shapes. Like it's just. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Uh, going on here, <laughs> uh, before Nick can grumble more. Um, well, I, I, I st- somebody write in and tell us what the baseline is for competitive stuff because I would be interested to know because I think right. that kind that's of that's fine. That's a fine yeah. thing to ask. Um, Oh, actually, yeah, I do have an entire here page of explanation here. Um, don't don't read that. Right yeah, I'm not going to. I just I thought I forgot to print it out, but I didn't. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> this update brought to you by Chris yeah. Remo. <laughs> hey, also, once again, if you want to check that out, it is posted in the uh, episode 18 thread on NeoGAF. Mm. Hey, find that, that thread. It's a thread. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what else we got? Ryan Wanko from IndustryBroadcast.com, a regular writer in here. Um, oh, hey, whoops. To the link on idlethumbs.net to get out of my blog goes to an expired domain. Whoops. Uh, let's get rid of that, Jake. <laughs> uh, Chris, you're a music genius. Thanks, guy. Um, coincidentally, this isn't coincidental at all, but coincidentally, Steve Gaynor has written a few articles on the art of being invisible as a game designer. Hmm. Um, confirmed deny, Steve? Uh, that, no, that's pure coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, wrote one called On Invisibility. He also links being there. That could sort of be about that as well. I All think right, you republished at least one of them on gamasutra.net. Yep. Com. Uh, he says... Info. Anyway, he TV. writes... Meaning... <laughs> museum. Website. Museum, yeah. <laughs> Co-op. It. Meaning the game stops being about the player living through the linear story arcs created by the designer, Games on Rails, and more about having emergent stories uh, unique to the player's experience coming out of the gameplay. Um, from interviews and experience talking to designers, I think he's just asking in general to all of us, do you feel this is a challenge? Um tackling and thinking about or do you think that designers still clutch onto author- authorial control because of a lack of confidence in the player's ability to craft anything as meaningful as they themselves could have you any thoughts on how designers can better accomplish this in actual uh, in single player games without leading to sort of fractal design problems that involve creating 5000 discrete story arcs um do you have any thoughts on that steve and then i guess any of us also <laughs> i mean me? do, do you think yeah i mean do you think that there is like a resistance to that because there is sort of the worry that if I do this, the, there's no guarantee the player will stumble upon anything as meaningful as I theoretically can create if I put a bunch of pre-authored meaning in there. I, I think there's a lot of game designers that don't trust the players to do something, and I also think that making authored content is, in a lot of ways, especially for game designers who have been around, uh, it's a lot easier. Yeah, it's than, certainly than, easier. Than building a bunch of systems that actually have a meaningful uh, result when you play them. Yeah. But I mean, mm-hmm. you can talk because you're Steve. <laughs> also, there's so much more room for disagreement between those two things. You know what I mean? Like, I find a lot of the shit in Far Cry 2 to be really affecting. A lot of people find it to be super boring. Like, how do you, you know what I mean? It's like, how do you guarantee more people will think one than the other? 
I just keep talking about Far Cry 2. I will That's forever. How. Anyway, your thoughts, Steve? <laughs> you, t- you talk about it until they also feel the same thing. <laughs> um, Look. <laughs> uh no yeah i think it's i think it's in it's entrenched forms like handing someone a linear story to experience is something that humanity has been doing for thousands of years you know like if you're going to do something it's not going to stop now yeah and it's not you know like and 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 when you when you play video games that the closest thing to them at least to the layperson or the public at large is a movie like there's a natural inclination to want to put a movie story in your game and then let you have fun with it between the you know beginning and end of act two kind of thing um i think i think it's less a question of whether people are like consciously resistant to that as much as uh people need to find the alternatives that are marketable and and clearly recognizable as being something that games are better at than attempts at interactive movies and i think there there are plenty of steps that are taken in that direction probably the most obvious mainstream biggest one in the last you know whatever five ten years has been grand theft auto where people are like oh you can give people just a big city and the ability to drive around and shoot at stuff and punch people and they'll have more fun with that probably than going through you know whatever the plot of final fantasy 7 or something um which you know they're both obviously hugely popular games but i think that that wherein one is popular because it arguably does a good job of doing the linear story thing and giving people characters and authored content that they connect with, you know, in the form of you're going to have turn-based battles in between a bunch of cutscenes. The other one is popular more so because it found an alternative form of entertainment or whatever of meaning for people to to engage with yeah, that in, is in unique GTA, to you have to uh, you have to drive around to find the cutscenes. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like there aren't cutscenes and it's not like there isn't a linear story. Uh but I think that most people if they came away from uh a, a session playing GTA and you asked them, you know, what what was why, why did you like that so much? They would tell you this thing about how they ramped their motorcycle off of the side of a highway and landed on a dude and it was hilarious. Whereas <laughs> probably most players of Final Fantasy you ask them and they would say the, it's that time that Ares died. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, yeah. Gonna, exactly. The, the character gonna... of Titus just meant so much to me. Did you see what Sephiroth <laughs> did or whatever? You know, I, like some of them would probably talk about the the Mechanics fucking uh, and the materia system. And, yeah, 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 the 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 stuff under the hood. But I don't think that that's the appeal of it. The same right. way that the open world stuff in GTA is the appeal of that. I want to really quickly uh, mention this hilarious ten minute compilation video made by Crustar, who's a poster on Shack News. Uh, if you search on YouTube for, I think it's uh, GTA 4 Badassery yes, 2, yeah. I think is the name of it. Yeah, Possibly it's a great video. To. It's amazing. It's, it's, a, it's a, just 10 minutes of, of great scenes with really uh, clever or just fitting titles before each scene. No bullshit, stupid music added or anything. Just all clips taken from the video editor they added to the PC yeah. version of GTA 4 and, and there, there's also done really well and hilarious the uh, GTA 4 badassery part one right. it doesn't say That's part true. one but yeah. but the original one is also good yeah. it's, it, there, there's, it was at least uploaded by someone different um, but it, it's very similar it's it, the it, same guy it's just, just like yeah. him two of his friends or something yeah it doesn't know. it doesn't have the intertitles between it like part two does but they both have really great clips that are perfect illustrations of the fact that those guys player stories as just little sort of emergent vignettes are incredibly engrossing and completely specific to games as a medium in a way yeah. that 
the really cool story in some linear story game like in in a halo campaign or something um is not is is yeah, yeah is, is more uh native to other forms in video games and there's, there's some stuff in those videos you know, on the youtubes of gta 4 that are fucking amazing and yeah. they're they're like action movie like scenes that could be in an action movie right in you know film for in, scripted for a hollywood including movie including the cheesy one-liner at the end that only exists <laughs> because a random passerby or participant oh, yeah, yeah. in the scene yeah. happens to have said it in yeah. the game it's amazing yeah. yeah and i mean the the thing is that those clips on youtube they they leverage i'm gonna need some loot for this <laughs> yeah uh, the slow motion ones are amazing yeah but but the the thing is that you know after the fact of playing those games the author of those youtube videos used filmmaking tools to to show to them to other them people you know so like that's an interesting way to take cinematic techniques and apply them to games that isn't let's just put movies into games you know um and yeah some of them blew me away some were really funny some were just like holy shit did you see what an awesome scene that was yeah like, there were some ridiculous like, yeah the, things that looked astonishingly choreographed I right mean, exactly right the, the, the where they get on the motorcycle yeah. and uh do a 180 and then back it up and then there's well, like well, there's, there's a 180 like the, the, as he's doing a 180 in slow motion in midair because someone blew up some kind of explosive device or like a grenade as he's flipping around, he's shooting a police officer. His buddy, like, like in on the slow back. motion. Like, yeah, yeah, it's the most remarkable yeah. the, goddamn thing. The bike thing. lands. Then they do a sort of skid in front of a cop car, but then yeah. the, the bike is, just barely is, misses is turning, it. Yeah. so yeah. it turns underneath yeah. the front bumper of yeah. the cop car. It looks like it it's looks like ridiculous. a choreographed action. Yeah, the, scene. the back yeah, wheel incredible. skids under the front bumper and it misses by like a quarter of an inch, and then they keep yeah, going. Yeah, well, and then they use the cinematic tools to cut, to like yeah. ramp that down to the slow motion, right. like yeah. top down shot. Yeah, there's also an amazing separate motorcycle one where the guy is just laying waste to like six police cars like with grenades that he's dropping at just the most amazing moments like yeah. just skirting by the car like moments where a car almost crashes into yeah. him. this shit where you're like this is ridiculous yeah. that this just happened and there, he happens to have this on yeah there, there was this one that was super badass that could have been in like some it reminded me of, of the emotional power of games <laughs> it reminded me of like <laughs> reservoir dogs if it had Car chases in it, but like, oh, I know uh, what you're talking about. yeah, there's there's one where Is the taxi cab one. No, no, where uh, there's a cop, crazy. there's a cop chasing them, and they kind of ramp over over this little incline, and they land, and as they land, the there, there's three guys in the car, and they're all like shooting back at the cops, you know. And as they land, the driver like pulls the handbrake and does a perfect 180 and starts going in reverse, so the car is facing the cop car that's chasing it, and all three of them are just leaning out, like blowing yeah, the cops it's away. Incredible. And, yeah. and there's like you know they use the tools to like cut inside the cop car where all the bullets are hitting, and it, it's it's something that would be in like a big Hollywood blockbuster, and it was fucking awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Also, GTA uh, Four to cool. completely switch tone, I wanted to go back to Flower in regards <laughs> to this. Well, just because I think there's a there's a I blew a guy away in that. Here. I'm going to make a sweet seg. Um, I, I think that flower. that flower and other games like it, you know, admittedly not very many, but that type of game is a sort of interesting other alternative of 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 this where that game there's nothing non-linear there's I mean there, there's only the barest of non-linear elements to flower just in that each level there's a certain amount of non-linearity, but it's still basically you get a checkpoint, you keep going. Yeah. You get a checkpoint, you keep going. I mean, it's an open um, field and you can fly around right. however you want. But. but it definitely is, it definitely distinguishes itself from most linear games in that there is no explicit plot, there are no characters. The game is essentially trying to, in, to, to uh, suggest the same type of um, sort of personal 
uh, experience and emotion that you get from that kind of nonlinear gameplay, but in a completely abstract setting. Like the the game designers clearly intend you to to have certain types of emotions and sort of general feelings, but you're you, it's more that you're given these set of tools to achieve that, and and you will read into them in different ways. Like I, I think Flower is really interesting in that it is sort of a game that is about certain things and certain themes and certain feelings, but without being a plot that evokes them or characters that have a personality that evokes that. Like it's, I think, extremely effective at conveying something that is vague enough that you will have that same phenomenon where different players get different things out of it, but clearly the designer had some kind of authorial intent. Yeah. And Braid sort of does that to a certain extent well. Braid, I think Braid can get a little cumbersome for its own good, but there were plenty of moments in that game where similar things happened, where that game sort of, ha like, it ostensibly has a plot, but it's less about the plot and more about the sort of suggested themes that are kind of underpin that that weird, vague plot. And I, I, I think it's interesting that there have been a couple games recently that <laughs> Nick is getting ready to make a point, so I'll wrap this up. But I, I, I think it's an interesting avenue that I that is in addition to the straightforward linear narrative and the sort of broad open world with a, a bunch of systems that can be exploited. I think it's an interesting other avenue that I think can also yield interesting results. Anyway, Nick. Well, what I would like to see is just, you know, using Far Cry 2 as an example. Um, I approve. Just, yeah. <laughs> um, have you played Far Cry 2? I have, yeah, a lot of it. Um what would be cool is if, you know, in Far Cry 2, sort of like an AI director approach where, you know, I've, I, the game would know that I just had a big chase sequence and it wouldn't then put another one in front of me. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. in that game, it's just, you know, it's sort of there and you can do whatever you want, but there are, you know, it doesn't doesn't force anything on you. It doesn't really know when you're in specific situations. Right. So if right. it was more self-aware and kind of, you know. I agree completely. And, you know, it would be cool if, you know, maybe characters were sort of spawned out of those little moments. You know what I mean? Like in the sense that, you know, like if some guy's chasing me, I kind of, kind of put a face to him and got, you know, like, Oh, this asshole's chasing me. This fucking cop. Like it'd be right. great if that cop showed that specific cop showed up right. later in the game or something. He then like, turns into Lieutenant Carruthers basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, cause like Jake, I make Jake, all this shit. By the way, my loves the name Carruthers. <laughs> Hilarious cop name. We had a whole conversation on the subway the other day. About like how Carruthers <laughs> are Spakowski or whatever. Every, it's like, who knows guys with that name, but they're always a cop in a TV. <laughs> Inside your television. Yeah, yeah Nick, yeah. no, I completely agree. And actually, in about a month or so, like, give you know, three weeks maybe, um, the uh, the upcoming issue of Game Developer Magazine, actually, the postmortem is Far Cry 2. Huh. And it's really interesting. And it's by Clint Hawking, who's a creative director on Hot that scoop game. scoop here. Uh, yeah, this is probably, maybe shouldn't be saying this, but whatever. Uh, it's, uh, it's Hot scoop. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, Gama Sutra's Chris Remo fired from Gama Sutra. <laughs> <laughs> um, We're delivering hot scoop. But it's it's cool. He he speaks a lot about like the the format of our postmortems is five points about what went right in development, five points what went wrong, and he he talks a lot about sort of a lot of the things they intended mm -hmm. to to do, and some of them were in that vein, and why they the game just got so enormous, and like that game had like two hundred sixty five team members by the time it was done. It took four years to develop, Jeez. which is insane. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting. Like it makes me really 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 curious about what Hawking's next project is going to be, and sort of that team generally. Um, because it definitely seemed like a lot of that stuff was in the original game design and even in the game design for quite a while into production until it became obvious that it was just impossible to... Yeah, I mean, to, that would definitely be a huge challenge, but yeah. I think that would be one... Yeah, but I mean, I think, I think it also highlights one of the properties of games that that is unique to them, which is just they can't, the world can be reactive mm -hmm. to you. Yeah. Like, that, like, that is like a feasible thing. Right. It might and, be difficult. And yeah, because yeah. like in, you know, when you look at the linear story model, 
the the points that the plot points that surround the gameplay are not reactive to you like right. you go into a room and you shoot some dudes and they react to you by you know running away or, or trying to get at you yeah or... you know trying to get better cover throwing a grenade or whatever but you're always then going to meet the lady that betrays you or whatever mm -hmm. you know whereas the world being reactive to you in the way you describe possibly the savannah in, in far cry 2 yeah. being is something that they could really highlight oh shit you know like th this is this is a this is a context in which what i do matters you know? yeah um which, which i think is really important yeah anyway we've probably gone on pretty long here yeah yeah probably a podcast on that deep thoughtful note that will wrap up this episode. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the thanks, internet. Steve. Thanks, Steve. Hey, thanks, Scoops. Thanks, thanks for having me on the podcast. You're welcome. Write your actions to this podcast to questions at idlethumbs.net. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Love Letters can go to the same address. <laughs> uh, Steve is, is desperately scribbling a note to himself. <laughs> fire off. Thanks. Anyway. Uh, video game. Oh, <laughs>